0: Day Podcast. This is Mary Creatives, hosted by us, Larry and Sasha Manley. It's a little place where we share our everyday conversations about life, original thoughts, and parenthood. In this show, we are kicking off our month-long series about becoming parents. Today, we are discussing pre-parent thoughts versus our current reality. Well, hello, everyone. This is episode
1: 14.
0: Um, uh, 1-4. 1-4 for Valentine's Day.
1: (laughs) No, that was... I thought she was going to say...
0: For your basketball. Yay! So, um... Uh, we're trying this recording thing again, so just 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 work with us Please here. Please work with us. Bear with you us. You know, we're, we're we're trying we're trying to do this right. So the best the best teacher is uh, experience experiences. So, yeah. But this episode, um, we're going to be kicking off our parenthood series, um, and it's just going to basically it's going to be maybe maybe four or five parts, and it's just going to talk about the different phases of our parenting journey up until now. Yes. Um, um, also, uh, if you're just listening and not watching, um, we have um, our guest here again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our permanent guest for sure, for sure. Um, here with us today. Didn't want to go down for a nap, so hey, we got to still do. We got to do for sure. Um, So yeah, so in this episode, again, we're kicking off our parent, our, our becoming parents series, and in this episode, we are going to be talking about our pre-parenthood thoughts, and then we're also going to dive into. Uh, our pregnancy um, pr- pregnancy preparation and experiences. I've got to try to stop saying um so much. It's okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, well, I'll go ahead and start. So, when it comes to pre-Parenthood thoughts, I mean, we've all been there. You know, like I just said before, experience is the best teacher. And I want I don't want to say that I was completely naive to Parenthood. Uh, you know we have our parents or, you know, our siblings and things of that nature, but I guess I can say that there were just certain things that I thought I was going to be able to handle better as, as a parent. Now I would see a lot of parents that were kind of stressed out and, and, and flustered. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, this is really serious here. Like, I wonder what's going on or, or, um, I wonder if they're just not managing their time, you know, all these ignorant things that I had no clue about. And now that, now that we are parents, I hear some of these same things and I'm like, gosh, was I really naive like that? Was I really like annoying when it came to actual parents?
1: Give an example of your naiveness.
0: Oh, let's see here. An example of this would be, maybe your child is having an outburst in the store. That has happened to us several times where our son is just not having it. Maybe he needed a nap, just having a bad day, wanted something he saw on the shelf he couldn't have, whatever the case may be. Flashing back to before we were parents, you see a child in the store and it's like, oh my goodness, like, oh, like, gosh, they, they, they just don't know how to behave. They, they just don't know how to, how to, you know, how to grab a hold of their children. You know, they just don't know what they're doing. And now that we are parents, We've completely put our foot in our mouth. So I'll just speak for myself. I've, com- I've completely put, the, put my foot in my mouth because now it's this thing where it's like, wow, you really get a, a firsthand experience on how that works. You know, raising a, another human being, you don't have control over everything. That's one thing that we, that we definitely know now. We don't have control over having him be quiet all the time or even now, you know, with our son here sitting with us with the podcast. We don't have any control of him actually staying quiet.
1: None. You know
0: <laughs> we got to just kind of <laughs> shift and move and do different things. So that is one pre-parenthood thing that I have learned now is that you know you don't have control and you honestly shouldn't have control right? It is a lesson in in parenthood where you just do not have control over everything and you know you walk through our house before children and it was completely spotless and you know y'all know I love my cleanliness and yes. declutteringness and shout things out to you <laughs> in order and things of that nature you know but when you have children things are not going to always be in place that's another thing that I've that I've learned I don't know I mean what else what do you think oh for,
1: oh can I can I can I dive in I mean
0: yeah I mean you were trying to you know for take sure. care of baby boy but. for
1: sure um my thing is let me start from the beginning mm-hmm. me being a parent um I was like man whenever i have a child and the thing excuse me the weird thing was i always thought about having a boy
0: Mm, you know that was the opposite
1: mostly i was like well when i have my boy and he get here (laughs) and he ever act up i'm whipping his ass as soon as he he come step out of line Mm -hmm. he do something i tell him not to do i'm whipping his ass like off on sight right i can't wait to whip his ass like Mm -hmm. i'm looking
0: forward to whoop an ass right, that, that, that's a part of like yeah just to go back to your
1: grocery store thing it's I see a child acting up or back then I'd be like man they need to whoop their ass you know yeah, yeah. versus not understanding the dynamics of being a parent mm-hmm. you know it's so much more than putting my hands on them yeah you know um it's more so the conversation of trying to understand him because he isn't aka my child he is a person right? Yeah, with his own thoughts, his own mind, his own feelings, his own everything. Yeah. So nine times out of 10, when he's acting up it's because he's tired, mm-hmm. you know? And then it comes mm-hmm. back on me. It was like, man, you know, you should have let him take a nap before yeah. you left. Yeah. Or did you really have to go to the store right now and get some cooking spray? Could it have waited? You know, yeah, all yeah. of those things that are factors. So it always comes back on me as the parent, um something else um it'd be like oh when my son gets here i want him to dress like me and look like my middle little man and we're gonna watch basketball and football together we're gonna mm-hmm. do this then the third
0: mm-hmm. he's not even into
1: that really yeah he'll, he'll hang not. out with me because i'm doing it but uh he's into his own stuff he's into more stuff mechanically mechanical stuff like electronics and fans and stuff like that and legos he's into all of that stuff he's not quote unquote into watching football on Sundays. yeah you know um as well another thing that comes in they get here they look just like sasha (laughs) so they don't look like a little me you know they look like he's
0: been a little salty about that a
1: little i ain't gonna lie you know low-key i'm just saying (laughs) i wish well you've never
0: voiced it before so Shit. High key? I, high key.
1: <laughs> I wish my sons looked like me Aww. but I think personality wise at times they act like me too yep so I can deal with the I, I prefer that
0: and they're cha- they're forever changing too yeah they are so uh I mean that's very true because I know a lot of times when we think about pre-children and how things were I just knew we were going to have girls I grew up with sisters. Yeah, you did. You lost the bet on that. <laughs> bang, bang. I grew up with sisters, and then by me being a woman, girl, growing up, I just think subconsciously, I always always thought that I'd have a little mini Sasha walking around. Yep, And you did. And um, here we are now with two boys. Yep. And it's going to be just two boys <laughs> because we're not having no mo.
1: Grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> exactly.
0: So that was another pre um pre-parenthood thing that I always had visualized in my mind I'm trying to think what other what other things um they'll come to me they'll come to me
1: I always thought that um like even with our oldest son it was like oh as soon as he turns what was it one or two one probably I'm gonna get him a haircut we're gonna have matching Mm. haircuts this then the third and he don't even want to get
0: his <laughs> No, nope. like,
1: like He goes with when you he, to the barbershop though. Because he, he can use his iPad and I get him something to eat <laughs> from the store. That's the all the reason. He did
0: say ice cream one time too. I well, didn't or, get him ice cream. Are you sure about that? I'm,
1: I'm like 70% sure. Oh,
0: okay. Cause he but like, we do go to the mom, barbershop. Mom, I went to the barbershop and then I got yeah, That's another cream.
1: thing. He's a snitch. <laughs> I need to teach him. He's not there yet. But I got to <laughs> tell him how to.
0: How to what? Keep stuff from mommy? Guy code. Guy code. I leave it at that. Okay.
1: I'm just saying he need to watch his mouth. He talks <laughs> too much. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. He tells you everything. He does. He's you little, like that he's too. He's my sweetheart.
1: Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so um no, no 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 what I was saying oh um barbershop turns one
0: so yeah. I was like
1: yeah when he goes I'm gonna get him a haircut whatever haircut I got he's gonna get it's gonna be pretty dope um then I was like thinking to myself like maybe he doesn't want to get his haircut at one. Let him make the decision of when he wants to cut his hair. Yeah. It's his hair. Yeah. And now he's at an uh, age where he can voice his opinion on what he likes and what he doesn't like. He doesn't want to get his hair cut.
0: He doesn't. And
1: I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah. It's crazy, too, because those, that was something that I did think about, especially after, after having him first go around boy. I thought about those milestones, right? Because it goes from me thinking about us having a girl and those different milestones, me doing her hair, yeah. then it translates over to, okay, no, now we're having a boy. How does that translate over to, okay, his first haircut? And I just knew that when he turned one, I think traditionally that's what people have been doing. One or two, I think. One or two. Yeah. Um, they take them to go get their first haircut, and I I personally wasn't ready for that.
1: You're not ready for a lot of stuff <laughs> when it comes to him.
0: I was not ready for him to get, a, get his first haircut. And also it was advised to me that his hair his hair could change a lot by us putting um, clippers on his head so I thought about that as well and then I said it's no rush like 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 why do that's another thing that we we have learned pre-parenthood to now is that you know you make your own rules when it comes to parenthood as long as you're not doing nothing crazy you, of course you're taking care of them and you're doing right by them but I'm generally speaking I'm talking about the traditional sense of things that you know boys are supposed to have their haircuts by one or two years old you know how many times people have asked us so when are you going to get his haircut as, as if as if there's some rule book here that things like that have to happen as and if we you have,
1: can't make your own rules right I like that
0: and we have totally learned that post parenthood and you know our journey continuing to dive into parenthood as they get older that there are so many things that we have thrown out the window from from our thoughts our initial thoughts when it comes to parenting another thing you know we cloth diapered um a lot with our first son we still do it now with him time to time i need to get more supplies but anyway it's a whole other story but there's this whole thing of you know cloth diapering and that it's it's a lot of work and all those different things but once you get in there and you set your you set the stage for yourself it is really not that difficult we end up making things so much so much harder on ourselves we already have enough pressure on us just subconsciously just as being parents you know you want to do right by your children you want to make sure that they have what they need you want to educate them the best you want to make sure they they look their best and they're eloquent and they have manners and all those different things I can say that we have not let a lot of outside influence dictate our parenting and I think that helps a lot now now that we're in this parenthood journey it allows us to communicate better right because we don't bring a lot of outside influence yeah we still we're still learning there's no rule book but we still allow ourselves to to decompress Sometimes our son is not going to go to bed at eight o'clock on the dot. We're not going to, you know, the the soft music isn't going to play like in the movies where you go and then you then you lay him down and you read him a story and then he closes his eyes and goes to sleep. No, nah. you cut on his nightlight and you read a book and you close it. Good night. And then you go to bed. No, it's not like that. Sometimes he wants to hop in the bed with us. There's feet in our face. Sometimes he kicks us out of the bed. Sometimes we wake up completely no, no, exhausted. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. Literally kicks
0: yeah literally out the bed literally yeah so that's i got a, the bruises to prove it, right right so this whole you know pre-parenthood thing of just laying them down in their bed and they're gonna go to sleep that's one another thing it don't happen like that all the time and a part of me felt a little felt a certain way about it because it's like you know especially when they're young when they're you know, like our youngest, our young son's age now. Like, oh, don't don't have them sleep in the bed with you. Now I know there's a safety issue with that, right? But then there's also this: you're going to spoil them, and then and, and they're not going to want to sleep in their own bed and things of that nature. But of course, you don't think about that because it's like they're my little baby. You want to have them close to you, and you want to make sure that they're good to go.
1: Not only that, you get tired of you hear them crying? You got to get up out the bed. Yeah, walk to them, make sure they're good. Then you got to put them back to sleep in their room then you got to walk back to your room to go back to bed right versus roll over get them right they go right to sleep then you just roll back over mm-hmm. and go right back to sleep
0: yeah but I also I don't think especially being so young I don't think we're, we're meant to just be by ourselves so much you know what I mean like there's this whole thing of sleep training and you know and having them in their own bed and self-soothing I don't want to dive into that too much because it, it it aggravates me, but I don't think, especially the first year, I personally think that it is important for your children to sleep closer to you. There, you know, you hear about SIDS, you know, the high rate of SIDS where babies sleeping alone by themselves, you know, all those different things. I got something else for you. Yeah.
1: We were watching, shout out this documentary we saw, it was by CNN called um, Three Identical Strangers. Very interesting. Yes. But what I got out of it to do to this conversation is it was a part when they were um, they were triplets and they got separated um, in adoption agency and went three different ways. It's a very good documentary very if you ever good. get a chance to watch. But what, it, what I'm getting at is the three went their different ways, and because they were so used to um, sleeping together and stuff like that, they were talking about when they met up when they was like 18. They were having a conversation about just stuff that happened. We were growing up, and they said that when they were in the bed by themselves in the crib, they used to bang their head against the wall yeah. or bang their head against the crib because they was dealing with separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. So ver- that's why another thing as far as you with somebody and the relationships, what? Nothing,
0: I'm oh, just looking at when you with
1: somebody, um, when you laying with somebody, and you are used to it and stuff like that. It's just that we're supposed to be together. We are a tribe. Yeah, I don't see the. I don't see the big That's another thing. I was like, yeah, when he, the first day he come home, he's sleeping in his crib. Oh, yeah. He will not sleep in the bed.
0: Mm. No, wrong. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wrong. Yeah. <laughs> nope. He still sleeps with us.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. It, it also dives a little bit deeper, too, because as a woman, and I'm pretty sure other mamas that are listening can really attest to this. There is this, there is this nervousness that you have. Now granted, I know the fathers have it too, but as a mom, there's this nervousness that you have. you know you're, you go through all these changes so quickly to grow your baby, right The entire duration you go to the doctor, you get checked out, you know you 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 know you wanna every single time they put that 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 monitor on you 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 cross your fingers and make sure that there's no issues, make sure you, got, you hear a heartbeat you know then you go through the labor, the nervousness of that and then you bring them home. And it's still a very sensitive time. you want to make sure that they're okay, you know you want to make sure that they're breathing, you know all those things, yeah. and there's comfort in having them close to you. There was no way that I was going to have our sons sleeping all the way in their other room, and yeah, 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 yeah there's there's baby monitors and all that. No, it won't happen in, it won't happen. Oh, anymore. I know it won't you know, so I say all that to say that the the expectations that you have pre-parenthood allow yourself you know loosen those up a little bit and cater them to yourself once you do have your children you don't have to loosen up well i mean no what i'm 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 getting at
1: is is they're going to loosen up on their own they
0: are you you don't have reality you really don't have a choice you don't
1: you don't because i can say just like going to bed i can be like well tonight baby boy is going to bed at seven o'clock sharp Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay Mm-hmm. See see how that works out. Yeah. If he don't want to go to bed at seven. Yeah. Go to sleep at seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do what you need to do. And, and of course, if they're going to do. um, I'm not saying like he just be running around like until till two in the morning. Right. But I'm saying if he's not going to sleep at seven, we have to adjust more than he has to adjust. Mm-hmm. We have to mm-hmm. change our game plan. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. It's just it's just it's just the thing of. of of just just learning and understanding that things aren't always going to go perfect that is one thing that I'll summarize in saying that in that once you do become a parent all those preconceived ideas and notions that you possibly had completely change bedtime sleeping with you and sleeping with you giving them certain foods granted we do eat you know, we, we watch what we eat and things like that. But yeah, sometimes he does. He is going to have a French fries. French fries. Sometimes he is going to have a cookie. You know, he's going to he, have
1: oatmeal he, for dinner. He's
0: going to have oatmeal for dinner, and sometimes he does because that's what he wants. Cries his eyes out because he doesn't want to eat what we have. So we make him what he what he wants. You know, if he wants. I mean, whatever he wants.
1: I know what you mean. I'd rather but, him to eat that than not eat at all.
0: Right. So the, the there are just so many different things that we have thought about, that we sit on the couch and literally laugh to ourselves about when it comes to parenthood. Mm-hmm. And anybody that knows us, you know, that if, you, if any advice that we could give you is to allow yourself to customize your parenthood. Don't allow outside influence to, dic- to dictate your parenthood, your parenting. Now, granted, I'm, I'm, I'm really huge on not spanking. I know Larry just talked about that. I'm really huge on that. I'm really huge on treating little people like they're human beings. All that, all that kind of stuff. Because they are. Because they are. Exactly. And that has helped us transition into motherhood and fatherhood so much better, right? Because it yes. allows us to put a mirror up in front of our face. You know, pre-parenthood, we didn't necessarily think about. We didn't de- We didn't dig deeper and think about parenthood in the sense of of um i didn't look at them as people they the kids right exactly them the kids t- yeah
1: they them the kids exactly. we, ain't, we ain't worried about them them the kids exactly versus you okay mm-hmm. what do you need how are you feeling mm-hmm. like really giving mm-hmm. a shit about them
0: right yeah that's my that main is, thing you just took the words that's right my, my main mouth.
1: thing versus oh them kids they'll be fine yeah. You know, just, yeah. just put them in front of the TV. They'd be all right. Mm-hmm.
0: No, yeah. we don't, it is totally different now. We and don't operate like that. Yeah. And, and it's funny because, you know, our parenting has been in question by people we won't mention that the fact that we don't hit, you know, so our parenting has been in question now because we don't hit, right? It's like, we, it's like, we're not really doing a good job in parenting because we don't allow that
1: you woke up you you was brought up on whoopings Mm -hmm. you seen it you got beat blah blah blah
0: yeah how did you feel how did you feel after that how did your parent feel after that how did
1: you yo i get i get hurt when i like when i give it one thing when my parents used to say this gonna hurt me more than it's gonna hurt you that's the truth man Mm
0: -hmm. like when i
1: yell at him or discipline him or or i ain't gonna say yell but when i discipline him um, like I say, you need to go to your room and clean up, and he don't want to, and he goes, and he's like teary eyed mm-hmm. and hurt. I am like, mm-hmm. man, let me go in there and, go help and help him. him yeah, because yeah, yeah. it, it it does hurt. It
0: does. It. Does. I don't like him
1: to feel an ounce of pain mm-hmm. or anything.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and that is another thing, you know, the transition of treating pre parenthood, treating the child as them, the kids over there, they be all right, to now being a parent you know, feelings, emotions, understanding, you know, treating them like, like who they are, human beings, that has all shaped us tremendously. And I'm proud to say that I'm, I'm happy in where we are as a parent, right? Uh, Where we want to raise a free thinking child, someone that, that can express themselves, someone that they can come to us and tell us how he feels granted we're still very young in parenthood and things are forever changing but as of right now having a three-year-old and a five-month-old this is where we are and i think as long as you go into your parenthood journey knowing that you are raising human beings and they don't belong to you right
1: they, they're they their own person they're
0: their own person then a lot of other things will become so much easier so those are just a few of the pre-parenthood things. I know after we record, I'm going to think about a whole laundry list <laughs> of them. No matter sure. how long I prepare for our podcast, <laughs> I always think about stuff it's in hindsight. Good. It's all good. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Anything else you want to add to that? I think we're good. Okay. Okay. The next thing I want to dive into is, okay, once you do find out that you're pregnant, ah, and you have the whole pregnancy journey and preparation, what do uh-huh. you want to talk about with that? Just um well, well, you knew you you said this before, you knew I was pregnant before I actually did I did <laughs> I did well, granted, let me just say this we Here come the excuses. <laughs> no excuses no no excuses. We found out early on that I was pregnant because we had been trying and planning, right? so it was one it was first time. <laughs> i was pregnant one shot one kill bang bang oh my gosh (laughs) but anyway efficient so i had planned on taking a pregnancy test a month later right but larry over here was saying you know what you got an attitude you got a real attitude i think you i think you might be i I, I think you are pregnant tell my story go ahead here you go oh he's giving me the. (laughs) okay okay you got to get comfortable
1: for sure So anyway, um, you had an attitude, but you didn't have your normal attitude. Oh, okay. It's like it's like to another level of your attitude. Like I'm used to your Mm -hmm. attitude; I can adjust to your attitude. This is a new thing. (laughs) So I'm like, hold on, hurt. Something's up. So what? What kind of attitude? Um, let me think. All right, let's do a universal man woman argument. Oh gosh. Um, Larry, can you come in for a second? Yes. Um, why is the toilet seat up? You know, can you put <laughs> the toilet seat down? Yeah, for sure. Man, you know, it's something on my mind, blase, blase. I apologize. Here you go, baby. No problem. Yeah. That's normal attitude. Walk out. Do, do, do. Yeah, that's normal attitude. Pregnancy attitude. Larry, you know. No, no, no. <laughs> Larry. Yes. Larry yeah larry that means come here because i want (laughs) to tell you everything once you get here when you don't get me to come here i'm like oh my gosh what did i do now
0: oh so i get
1: there and it's um it's one of those why the is my oh
0: my he is why is the
1: toilet seat up
0: i i I can
1: fall i can go swimming (laughs) blah 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 attitude upon attitude so that's the difference
0: okay and 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 then you said aha
1: yeah it was one of those you caught you was at work
0: you were at work i mean i was at work
1: yeah you were at work and i was like i called you i was putting two and two together it was uh (laughs) my brother Corey's birthday that day Mm. and i had a dream and i was like praying and i was meditating and it Mm -hmm. all the, the like the light bulb (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, yo, she's pregnant. And I called you and I said, yo, I think it's today's the day.
0: No, I'm not.
1: Yeah, you are.
0: No, I'm not.
1: Come on your way home, get a pregnancy test.
0: And this is when I found out too that you can find out six weeks earlier or whatever. <laughs> I already knew whatever whatever yeah whatever I, that I don't was care what science I, mean, I know what i'm saying that's why i had not taken a test gotcha. yet you wanted to i wait. wanted to wait at least another week week and a half got gotcha. you but i was i was excited to see that oh we can find out sooner especially yeah. when when there was like yeah you're pregnant go ahead and take a test like he was extremely confident so i did and we found out that i was pregnant i was excited and i was immediately nervous yo like we, like, went to, immediately.
1: we went to the movies that night. I, I think I, I don't know if I told this story or not, but we went to the movies. We had tickets to go to the movies that night.
0: We went to go see the
1: Jimi Hendrix movie.
0: Yeah. With Andre 3000. Yeah. It was whack. But anyway,
1: it wasn't whack. It was awful. False. The issue was, was she didn't awful. watch. She didn't watch the movie. We're in there <laughs> and she got her iPad out looking up pregnancy stuff <laughs> the entire time
0: i just found out a couple hours sooner
1: absolutely but i'm just saying you can't really give a good judgment of the movie because you didn't watch the movie
0: it was awful y'all it was awful it don't matter
1: what movie you would have saw you said it was awful
0: let me pull up the rotten tomatoes go ahead
1: anyway um yeah well, don't do that because okay we had the conversation they said the whiz was horrible oh yeah when it came out okay. so and we just talked about building our own um building our own customizable lives and all this other stuff, and And not going by other people's opinions.
0: Well, it was whack.
1: All right. Anyway, (laughs) besides her hatred for this movie, that's when we found out she didn't even pay attention to anything in the movie. She was just on her phone the entire time.
0: Yeah, because I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm about to be someone's mama." Yeah. And then I started looking up all kinds of stuff, and I downloaded pregnancy apps. She did. She did a bunch of them too. (laughs) And then I went down the dark hole of. Of, of the pregnancy stuff and yep, the mama judgment the and i was like okay cut it off
1: she also started looking up girl clothes i did i wasted she wasted her unlimited dad like on i that. said
0: before i just knew we were going to be having a girl i just knew it yep so so after the initial shock of of me realizing i'm going to be a mama and yeah. it's funny because larry was like we, we planned this like why, why are you so
1: chill you know? it was
0: just the reality of it when you see yeah. that line the double go, line the double line and plus. it's like hello uh-huh. you know so i want to say not even six weeks after afterwards i began feeling awfully sick yeah like really awfully sick yeah and i had uh, by this time this was before i had actually went to the doctor
1: this was before we even told anybody
0: yeah yeah This was before, yeah, before we told anybody. This was very early on, um, five, six weeks. And um, I had called the doctor's office to go ahead and let them know, hey, I'm pregnant, need to come and do an initial doctor's appointment, all that good stuff. And I think I had to be seven or eight weeks before they actually saw me. Make it official. Yeah. So during week six is when I really started to get very, very sick, like awfully sick. Like it was so scary. Again, at this point in time, we hadn't told anyone. And so I was like, what's going on? Like, okay, yeah, you hear about morning sickness. Okay, in the morning, you, you throw up, right, in the morning. And then you just go on with your day because it's just in the morning, right? And so come to find out, it wasn't only in the morning. It was all day long. And all night. And all night. And it was awful, completely awful. Wouldn't, wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. And so I was like, goodness, I really really need to get seen for this or something. And of course, at this point, Larry didn't know what to do, right? We just we did the home remedy stuff. I got some ginger ale and
1: some ginger mints.
0: Gi- ginger mints and all those different things you google. Peppermint tea. Peppermint tea.
1: Yeah, it was a few stuff.
0: A few different things. So at this point, we went ahead and called the doctor's office and they went ahead and saw me earlier. And, you know, basically they confirmed that I was pregnant, but they also said, oh, yeah, you just you just have extreme morning sickness. That's all. But it will. Well, at this point, it wasn't extreme morning sickness at this point. It was oh, you're just experiencing some morning sickness. The first trimester is like this. Get some rest, drink plenty of water and, you know, just do those those typical things. Right. Go back home. It got worse. It got worse. It got worse. It got worse to the point where I was just sitting in tears. Because it was just so incredibly awful
1: and for me being the father and her husband, it's frustrating to me because I'm in a position that I can't do nothing. I can't do anything mm-hmm. I can only watch yeah, and it's 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 hurtful because I can't take the pain away. you know what I mean mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can take medicine wise really because that medicine goes to the baby, yeah and you don't want I was the baby about to anything. have. Yeah, those mm-hmm. medicines, it isn't like it's going to separate. Whatever you intake, the baby intakes. Yeah. So we're not trying to have him drugged up or, or none of those things. So she just had to stick through it yeah. and it, fight through it.
0: Yeah, and it was so early in my pregnancy. I guess they didn't want to prescribe me anything to take. But I think after a few weeks when I was still very sick and I had called several times to talk to the triage Literally. nurse. And then by this point, I went ahead and told my mom... Because I remember my mom telling me years ago that she was she was pretty sick with us too. So I went ahead and told her and she came into town and kind of like, you know helped out, helped out around here because it was ra- around the clock, I was completely sick.
1: Mm-hmm. It was so
0: bad that I could I could barely walk sometimes. I was just so fatigued and just awfully sick. But anyway, I want to say about maybe seven or eight weeks in, maybe if not a little, a little bit longer. I went ahead and went back to the doctor, and they prescribed me Zofran. Zofran is, if you don't know, it is a nausea medicine that you can take. Women take it. Um, cancer patients take it that are going through chemotherapy because they go through a lot of nausea, you know, spells as well. Uh huh. Anyway, it's just a general nausea medication across the board, and a lot of women take it. So I began taking that, and that that helped out a great deal. You took about right? emitrol too. I did. Immitrol. Um, ball, so. I think it's what it's called yeah it was it's like this this thick syrupy sugary uh, nausea medicine that's supposed to take effect like within minutes so you guzzle it down I had like five or six bottles of it in here my mom you did. went to the Walgreens and just bought tons of it and so that helped as well too so it so the medicine did suppress it you know for a good while but this is a part of the parenthood and pregnancy journey that we did not expect that we were like whoa what in the heck is this yeah. I, we're supposed to be you know skipping down the street you know and excited to be parents and and it was like oh no what in the world is this yeah so that was a really big huge thing with me being sick you know th- during my entire pregnancy I lost about seven or eight pounds during my first trimester with our first son because I had been vomiting incredible so much. Yeah. On top of the vomiting, I was also throwing up blood from time to time because my throat was so raw. I also had lots of um, dizzy spells, lots of headaches. Uh, let's see. Nosebleeds also had lots of nosebleeds as well. So those are just a few, a few other things that happened during... Our pregnancy journey that we did not expect, right? You think about things how things would be pre-parenthood, and this is exactly mm-hmm. what happened to us. Reality. Reality during our pregnancy journey. So, I know you said. I mean, Larry was definitely a big help. I know you said that you don't feel like you were, you were just kind of just there. Yeah. But if I did not have him to go through this with me, I would have been. It would. It just wouldn't have been well. It was already awful. But having his support made it so much better because it was just, I had someone I, I can rely on. I had someone that could help me without me even saying, hey, I need X, Y, and Z. He automatically knew when I needed to take my medicine. He automatically knew when I needed to eat something. Just, just all, those, all those different things were a great help to me. I mean, I don't know. Anything else you want to add to that?
1: No, no, you're fine. As far Like I said, that's all I could do yeah and so since that was all i could do i would i would try to excel and do my best with it
0: yeah so what advice do you have for other fathers that are going through this that are going through it with their with their significant others that are expecting that are going through really bad you know sickness spells extreme sickness
1: do um i know it's hard to watch the person you love um going through it, the pain and suffering and um, being very weak, vomiting, all of those things that goes with it. You just got to make sure you stay strong for them. Even if you, in front of them, you're strong and behind closed doors, you're weak, but they can't see your weakness. I got it to be your strength. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, As much as the small things, keeping a calendar on the refrigerator with the medicine intake okay you took it at six mm-hmm. you gotta take it again at ten you know whatever whatever um write it all out the the amount the dosage everything that needs to be done so just in case if you're not there or someone else is there everything is accounted for
0: yeah um
1: pick up more stuff pick up more duties more or less cleaning cooking um well this is we didn't have any children yet but that was it like yeah. whatever you needed i I Without you asking, you were already going through enough. You were growing a human being inside of you.
0: <laughs>
1: so I couldn't come home and be like, "What my dinner at, woman?" That, that, come on now.
0: You, 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 well, I mean, you're gonna do that no way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay, I forgot the cameras on. You got got to show off for your mommy groups. Okay, okay.
0: Woman pride, y'all.
1: I know, sister girl, whatever that is. Anyway. Yeah, I'm just making sure that you were good. You were taken care of. Um, That was my job. I couldn't grow the human inside of me. So the least I could do is make it easier for you.
0: Yeah, And, and, and I never was diagnosed with HG. That is the hyper. I never say it right. So I have the pronunciation here because I never say it correctly. So let's see if she'll say it. Hyper. Hyper. Never mind. That's not it. Forget it. You pulled up an ad, didn't you? I pulled up an ad. You can't get away from these ads on the phone. Anyway, hyper. Um, I can't say it. I never. I never say it correctly. It's okay. Anyway, it is. It is. It is the official name for the for the extreme morning sickness of women of pregnant women. And I never was actually diagnosed with it, but I know that's exactly what I had. You felt it. I felt it, and I think that I wasn't. Specifically diagnosed with HG because it would take us whole down a whole nother rabbit hole, right? When it comes to being diagnosed with this, testing, more hospital visits, that kind of thing. I forgot too. I did go to the ER a few times as well. Just dehydrated,
1: need an IV. Need
0: an IV. Just completely sick, but. But yeah, that, that that was an that was another huge aspect of parenthood that I was not expecting, being completely sick the way I did. I speak about it very vocally on my blog and on my Instagram, and I plan on continuing to talk about it too because it's not it's not talked about enough for it's women. not nothing that to be taken lightly. Right. So that was one another area that we learned in our journey. So in addition to being sick and going through these different episodes, we we also still needed to plan for our new baby that was coming. Yeah. So despite being sick, despite even I mean, I, I don't take mental health lightly. You know, I don't I don't want to say that I was completely depressed but it did put me down in the dumps a lot because it was just such an awful feeling like I can't even describe the type of nausea feeling I have and you know, we say we say nausea feeling, you know, so you may think about times when you possibly had the flu or different things like that, but it is beyond worse than that, and I think that, uh, you know, although I was supposed to be happy, bless you, baby, although I was supposed to be happy during the this time, it was hard for me to be because of, of how I was feeling, right, but I tried to stay positive and my mom you know was really good with this is trying to help me help me be positive in this regard so I was always you know looking up fun things for the for the baby and 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 looking up you know excitement and 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 ways we can continue to prepare the nursery and clothing and that was your thing that yeah that helped me the nursery that was it that was your
1: project and you you loved it
0: I did I mean,
1: when I knew it was real was <laughs> where you made the blueprint. All right, I'm going to put a lamp here. <laughs> I'm going to put the, the the changing table here. I'm going to put this on this wall yeah, and that so on that fun. wall.
0: Yeah, it was so fun. It was so fun. I did the same thing, too, with our second baby as well. You did. I just loved it. But, yeah, so those were things that I actually kept in mind for me to kind of keep my mind off of being sick. Also, I took lots of naps. I just went to sleep because when I went to sleep the sickness went away in my dreams. Right. I just was able to rest and, and actually take a break from feeling the way I was feeling. So it was awful too, because it was still in, you know, I began, I began feeling sick, like almost immediately after we found out that I was expecting very early on three weeks. It's very early on. And so we didn't tell anyone. So I was sick, right? I was very sick. Had to kind of, had to kind of keep it under wraps because they say you're supposed to supposed to keep your pregnancy to yourself, within the first three, three months, the first trimester. Yeah. Same, because, same you know, amount of time. Yeah, because a lot of things um, can happen in that first three months, and we know we've never shared this before, but I had a miscarriage in July of 2017, and we've never told anybody that before. But it goes to, it goes back to wanting to keep things under wraps for a little bit to allow your body to get adjusted to being pregnant because there's so many different things that can happen. The first trimester is a very critical time. And even in that, you know so so having our son now it's it's really my third my third pregnancy, although I you know I had a miscarriage during our um, uh, July 2017. And it really uh, put me in a, in a dark place I didn't expect to feel. I was very emotional about it. I was wondering, you know, if there's something that I did wrong uh, because, you know, this, you know, I began to miscarry after we went running and I was feeling very like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have ran. Maybe I shouldn't have gone out. And I was, you know, I was extremely fit during this time. I've been going to my boot camp classes and all this good stuff and I realized that it wasn't my fault. It was just our bo- you know, my body's natural way of kind of just doing whatever it needed to do. It was the God's, you know, it was the creator's way of doing whatever he felt like it was right for us. So that is another area of pregnancy and preparation and just this whole thing that you just personally don't think like that you'll actually be going through that we went through, right? So we have, you know, the thoughts of how pregnancy would be before we became parents. And then we actually experienced that with me being completely sick. And then again, with me having, having a miscarriage. Right. And then of course, with, we have our, we have our baby boy here. I was also sick again with him, but I felt like this, this time around I was able to better prepare because even when we found out that I was pregnant, we went and got some ginger ale. We went and yeah. got the ginger chews. We went and got the tea. We went and got all those different things, and we even reminded our doctor, "Hey, she's probably gonna be sick again. Let's go ahead and get that that prescription medicine going." You know, it was still awful. Get that Zofran popping. Right. It was still completely awful, but I was I was I was better prepared for it this time, and you know, a mother's love always prevails, right? Like, hold on
1: for your mother's love. What's that? Give me a hug.
0: Oh my goodness so so I say that that even though I was extremely sick the first time around it did scare me a little bit to have more but we really wanted to have another another child so can I, I we need to speak ahead. on
1: something before you go to okay. even further about um, the miscarriage um, the fact that we kept that between each other mm-hmm. um,
0: you're saying I'm um, a lot my bad we said we were going to remind you right. each other you're right
1: I we kept that between each other. So after that moment, knowing that we didn't tell people, I stopped asking people, other people, about their family dynamics. Yes. In the aspect of yes. why y'all don't have more kids or yes. why don't you have kids or Preach. why don't you have children. Preach. Because they could have went through the exact same situation. Um, or even worse, and they didn't want to tell anybody or yep. at the same time it's not my business to know it's
0: not your business so
1: for me to be like oh man y'all got a, a daughter y'all got a son y'all gonna have a second child mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and 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 i'm just asking just being curious or or and just part mean, yeah. of the conversation it's not a malicious it. conversation yeah. but in their eyes or in the back of their mind or mentally they might be like man you don't have no idea mm-hmm. first of all if the, they already have a child you don't know what it went through to have this child, yeah, let alone the second child yep. or third child yeah, so after that moment, and we was like, well we just going to keep this between us, I made it my business never to ask anybody mm-hmm. about oh you, you oh, I see you got baby girl you gonna have a I know you want a boy you gonna have a boy mm-hmm. or you' gonna no, nah, that ain't my place yeah because it might be that question may have a, a, a deeper darker um meaning behind it or answer to it that they don't want to share so that's just just as far as the experience i had with our miscarriage um going forward with other people
0: yeah it's so true because even on top of that too you don't know what it took to get even the baby that they're holding exactly exactly you know besides you know besides miscarriage not i'm not making that lightly You go through so much to bring a little person in the world. So you see you see this person holding their baby. They're proud of their child. They're Mm -hmm. excited that they're here, Mm -hmm. you know, healthy and strong. And then you look at them and you're like, okay, yeah, you're going to have more. And and that and that's cool. That's cool to a degree. I know people don't mean harm by it, but it's just something to, to, to think in the back of your head. You know, there there are so many women that have died in childbirth. And it's something that I also thought about a lot when I was pregnant, right? I was very careful with everything. You know, when it's actually time to have your baby, you're completely nervous about it. You think about all these crazy things that can go wrong. And, you, you know, you want to bless the hands of the person that's, of the doctors and the nurses that are going to be working with you and trying to bring your child in to the world. Bless you. Thank you. You think about all those different things. So so you don't know what it took to bring this child that the, the precious child into the world so be mindful of already asking people if they're going to have more children i remember our first son he was not even a month old and i was already being asked do you want more yeah i'm like my my me, on you, stuff you... is still warm let <laughs> let me let me let me enjoy him for right now. I'm just being real.
1: I know you are. <laughs> I was there. I was there.
0: I mean, let's just be real. So I don't know. I mean, those are just some different things that we have definitely keep. We have definitely kept in mind when it comes to pre-parenthood thinking to actually being in the moment and to be to be, to actually being parents for sure. So, so yeah, so. And granted, you know, you see people that may have all boys. You may you may see people that might have all girls. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's all good. It is because you don't know, like I said, what it took to bring yep. these children to the world. And I've I've been asked, you know, a few times, "Oh, are you sad you don't have any little girls?" And actually, I'm not because w- the two boys that we have, we have them naturally right so we feel like the creator this is this is this is what we're supposed to have for sure There's so much there's so much science and customization going on now when it comes to parenthood you can you can decide how many babies you want to have at one time you can yeah. have multiples and quadruplets and 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 you can and you can you can you can make sure that you have a certain sex and all this other stuff you know and different strokes for different folks but i don't I don't want to go down that road.
1: No, I want you it know? to be natural.
0: I want it to be natural, so it does. It doesn't allow me to second guess if we have boys, girls, or whatever the case may be. So,
1: how did you find out the first boy? What are you a uh,
0: boy? Oh, you're interviewing me now. For sure, I like the story. Well, it's funny because we did the early DNA testing where they they
1: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Before you go, before you go there. Uh-huh. I wanna give the story before you I wanna give the wives tell how much time we got go.
0: in.
1: Don't worry about that. We good. <laughs> okay. We got enough battery life. That's all you need to worry about. Okay. So we were like all these wives tales. If the baby's <laughs> low is this, if it's high is that. If the the heartbeat is this amount, blase blase. Mm-hmm. This then mm-hmm. the third. So first boy, heart rate was pretty it was in the the realm of a girl. Whatever those heartbeat numbers is beats per minute, it was in the uh, it fit the wise tale that we were gonna have a female.
0: We're gonna have a female, a girl, <laughs> okay. a lady,
1: whatever. So I was once that happened, and I was believing the height. I was like, "Yo, we are gonna have a girl. We're gonna have a girl." Like, don't, don't, don't. I know. <laughs> I started. I already, I was. I was a believer. I was in my. Then I went on a ride. I went somewhere. And I heard it was a J. Cole song. I heard this song a million times.
0: Everything relates back to music. For
1: Everything you. with me. That's <laughs> how I talk. I mean, that's how I listen. It's through music.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've heard, and he said, "Heart beating fast, let him know the boy's alive," or something to that aspect. And once he said that, I heard it, and it's it just I heard it differently. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, we having a boy." Heartbeat going fast, let him know the boy's alive, and I was like, "Yep." Yep, we're having a boy, and I, t- and, I and at that moment, a hundred percent convinced, we were having a boy. Yeah, you were. And then you said something about you did the, uh, the DNA. What is it? The DNA. Yeah, it was. Um, I forget early. the name
0: of the actual test now. Please it was for the ultrasound. Yeah, for the ultrasound, but yeah. you can you can find out weeks and weeks sooner because they run your DNA. You know, they, they they draw your blood, and in your blood, they can separate your DNA from the baby's DNA, which is pretty. <laughs> pretty amazing and when they do that of course they can they can figure out if you're having a boy or a girl so they did that so we found out probably it was December so I was about four months three and a half yeah when we found out and so they call you you know they let you know in addition to doing that test they also it's a natal it's a natal test it's also they, they also do all kinds of other testing in it to make sure um genetically everything is going Going well, so on. So they do that in addition to finding out uh, if it's a boy or a girl. So we said, okay, do you want us to call you when we find these things out? How do you want to mail you a letter? What do you want to do? Like, oh yeah, you could definitely call us. Mind you, Larry and I, at this point in time, I was I was um, back at work. I had just gone back to working in the office because I was out of the office for seven weeks because I was so sick. So I was I just got back to working in the office and larry said okay so um when they call you you know i'm gonna need for you to call me on three-way and, I'm and like, i still mean it i don't see the problem and so i'm like what? i mean i get it but nah, it's like the nah. nurse is on the you know she's so busy she her got job going on.
1: so i don't care i mean i do not care i still feel the same
0: yeah but you will okay okay and anyway let me just say what happened because we gotta we gotta wrap soon <laughs>
1: No, go so, ahead. I want to hear your reasoning behind not calling me on three way because and having it was that
0: too sentence. much. Yeah, I don't think so. Too much logistics.
1: If you would have like, said, "Excuse me, ma'am, my husband's at work. Do you mind if I call him on three way for this joyous moment of our lives?" Oh, my versus gosh. I'll be oh selfish and find out first.
0: Oh my gosh! It wasn't about that. It was just of course because they
1: called you. You don't <laughs> see that. You don't. I'm the mama. So if they called me and I found out first and then, t- and then called you, you wouldn't feel
0: no different. You yeah because 'cause I'm the mama. Exactly selfish. Anyway. Selfish. So she called she called me and she said, Okay, Sasha Manley, da, 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 okay, your birthday, da, 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 and your address, da, da, da. and you know, all those different verification things that they ask you and you know, and then finally ten minutes in the call, she's like, Okay, we, So you we, hold on, hold
1: on. So you telling me in ten minutes of this call oh, you couldn't call me? I just set that up,
0: didn't <laughs> I, y'all? I just totally said that ten <laughs> minutes. Well, it wasn't really 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, now it ain't really 10 (laughs) minutes. You're so convenient.
0: But anyway, so she verified me. really wasn't 10 minutes. More like two. Okay. One minute, whatever. 30 seconds. And she said, okay, well, everything checked out great. You know, she went down all the medical uh, inquiries that they do during your blood draw to make sure that baby is good and healthy and all that good stuff. And then she said, okay, it's also a note here saying that you want to find out if it was a boy or a girl. And I said, yep. And she said, "Okay, do you want me to tell you right now over the phone?" And I said, "Yep." And she said, do "You want me to tell you right now?" And I said, "Yep." Oh, and oh. She said so I, she
1: couldn't, cause, so you telling me <laughs> you couldn't have said,
0: "Hold on, let me call my husband." <laughs> she literally did this. Like we, we went through two or three rounds of this. And how long did that take? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, she's like, <laughs> so she's like, so she's like okay do you want me to tell you right now and I'm like yep tell me right now she said okay I'm about to tell you right now I said okay so you can tell me right now she said okay I'm about to tell you and then she said okay it's a boy and it's a boy and I was so excited but I was still like oh my gosh I'm not having a girl what am I gonna do yep so then congratulations hung up the phone with her I immediately call Larry of course and I tell him Well, no, no, let me backtrack. So the nurse, she told me and she said, I'm sorry. I went through so many rounds of back and forth with you. I wanted to really make sure you wanted to know because you have no idea how many moms and dads that I call and there's miscommunication on the phone. And I tell them and it's just this whole big old upset. Totally understand that. So anyway. Or
1: it could have been the opportunity for you to call your spouse on three-way. That could have been one, too. I'm just throwing options. Okay. We don't know. Okay.
0: So so then I'll go ahead and call Larry, and he had just gotten in from work, so he was on his rest in between going back to work, his layover. And so um, called him, told him, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. And he could hear it in my voice that I was excited, but I was, I had, like, this nervous energy, this nervous feeling. And he was like, what's going on? And I'm like, we're having a boy. I, I, I know nothing about boys. <laughs> I grew up with all sisters. I, know. I don't know what to do with boys. Yeah. And Larry's like, hello, I'm the dad. <laughs> You're yeah. married. I'm a boy. I can help you with this thing. Yeah. And it just was, it was a, a, a funny moment. So that was, uh, that was a funny, funny time when we actually found out. For sure. Yeah. And I'm still uh, kind of salty though. I know. I can. T- <laughs> yeah. You think? <laughs> um, so yeah. So that was, that was just that's pretty much roughly how it's been for us. As far as preparation, we've got probably grand over how long we only have 56. Oh, okay. Not bad. Not bad. But yeah. So, I mean, uh, can I, can I talk about something? Yeah, go ahead. Especially with him talk right here. Uh huh.
1: Can we talk about the hate that dads get?
0: Is that a part of the subject matter for this podcast?
1: Yes. Cause you might've been in the impression that your children would say your name first.
0: Oh my gosh! Is that? Are we that, talking about that? that? That's not right now in the series, sir. You're skipping ahead. Okay, all right, go ahead. Well, go ahead.
1: Can we talk about that hate though? What hate? That you hate that I son.
0: Well, dad, dad is easier to say. Let me just say that. Okay, he says he's. Both boys have said dad at first. It's now easier to say. Don't
1: try to it's downplay easy. it. Don't it's downplay easy. the hate. Easy. Don't downplay the, Oh, it's another part hit of the story. It's the easy button. Let's hit another part. When 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 he's in when I'm in the other room and I walk in the room, Talk in the when I'm in when I'm in the, when I'm in another room, say I take a shower or something and I come out, and baby boy the one that keeps staring at dad right now, <laughs> he he sees me and he starts whining for me and you say what? Be honest.
0: I say what about what?
1: What do you say when you see him crying for me? What do you say? I'm like,
0: hey, wait a minute. What's going on here? Hate. Look at mommy. Yeah. Hate. Hate, hate, hate. It's all fun. It's all fun hate. It's fun hate. I mean, like, like not. It's like truth and like, jokes.
1: What are you trying to say? It's, it's
0: like, it's like playing around hate.
1: It's like low sodium salt. Not full <laughs> salt. <laughs> exactly. Low, low sodium salt.
0: Exactly. Okay.
1: All right. It's still salt.
0: Kind of. But it's not bad. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. Look at him. Look at him hate. Yeah, he's looking at his dad. Come on, buddy. Calling for his daddy. I love it, though, all the same. But yeah, I mean, just to kind of wrap things up a little bit. So, talked about pre-Parenthood thoughts. Larry talked about his pre-Parenthood thoughts. We talked about our pregnancy experience. We went ahead and told you guys about the miscarriage that that we experienced in July 2017 that kind of changed our outlook on a few different things.
1: I'm surprised you said it.
0: Well yeah, We I didn't talk you I about was, it. I told you I was going to talk about that I didn't think you were going to say it for real. Yeah, yeah, it was a part of... Understood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we just talked about that and the preparation. We'll probably spill a little bit of this over into our next episode. Our next episode is going to actually be talking about, you know, uh, the actual childbirth thing in all this and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and how that actually, you know, the different experiences surrounding that. So that will continue with that in our series this month anything yes. else you want to add
1: no um no
0: any shout outs or anything
1: I don't have any this week okay do you I don't actually I actually do have one there okay um on Sundays um it's around nine o'clock at night you're saying um again I'm, I am apologize on Sundays I believe it's at nine o'clock at night um uh two of my close friends Marlon and his wife Zedoria
0: if oh, I said yes. your name
1: wrong I apologize I always call her Z. They go Anderson Live at 9 o'clock on Facebook um, when they give their insights on marriage and they answer questions and have a good conversation. It's usually a lot of fun, a lot of jokes. Nine times out of ten, I'm on there making fun and we Sasha and I are on there. So it's usually good times.
0: Yeah. So check them out.
1: Yeah. The Anderson Life. Yes. Yeah. That's, okay. a, that's my shout out for the week.
0: Okay. Well, I think that's about it. We'll wrap this up and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. He's saying bye. Oh, bye. Thanks for joining us on today's conversation. Got questions or comments? Send us a DM on our official IG account, Merry Creatives. See you next time. Did you like the soundtrack on our show? Please check out Tay Pringle, our official music sponsor, on Instagram at tayp561.